Anybody still counting? No, I lost. No, oh, I, stopped I feel at like three. that's four. I st- maybe <laughs> I stopped five. At, stopped at three. Yeah, geez. I suppose we could go back to the tape. <laughs> Rewind <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I knew a guy who sneezed just like, <laughs> like you just, it was just a scream. I'm like, like what is that? <laughs> There's a lady at work who sneezes in a way that I didn't realize it was a sneeze. Oh, okay. I don't even think I can even recreate the noise. It's just like, it's like... <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard some of those. Someone said that before. <laughs> it was one of those things. Like, did I hallucinate that? Like, did you dream it? Did I dream that? But no. Then someone's like, that was real. Yeah, that's just her. And welcome to RTFB. Today, Chris, other Chris, and I will be reviewing the first section of Sons of the Lambs. So, for those of you planning to read along, if you haven't finished up through chapter 18, you listen at your own peril of spoilers. If you need to, hit pause, read up, and come back. Or, if you want, you can just rely on us as a kind of a three person Wikipedia for the plotline and just hope for the best. Whenever you're ready, we'll rejoin our chat already in progress. So what's up? What's going on? Uh, work. 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 And more work. Oh man. Do you finish that I, one thing? No. Uh, <laughs> no. And then and then uh three other things happened. So mm. like that's that's basically what's been going on. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Chris has been it's, globetrotting and traveling. Yep. Yeah, I got to hear about that some. I, yep. I didn't. I was okay. curious to ask, but I'm like, this is good podcast fodder, so I'm going to hold yes. hold off until it's recorded. <laughs> like, what What the hell, man? You were in Israel. I was. It's pretty crazy. Like doing Israel stuff. Yeah, I was there. I got super hot in the sun and sweated like every other Israeli and <laughs> walked around places that were super, super old and that everyone yeah. like, I feel like people have heard about forever, but like I was actually there. So it's pretty interesting. It's probably a true statement. People have been hearing about that place forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't have my luggage for part of it. And uh-huh. so I now have a Israeli polo and some underwear. You know, I'll always remember when I see those Hebrew wash instructions. <laughs> nice. Did you? It was really fun. Beaches, museums. Did you jump off of any buildings and stab people through the neck, or? Uh, no. No. Snap. No Assassin's Creed for you. 
No. Didn't need to. Probably smart. Probably yeah. smart. There's plenty of IDF people around for that if something happens. Krav Maga. So. <laughs> Everybody but the tourists will just whip out their guns and end the problem right there. <laughs> and what about London? That was fantastic. Yeah. Pretty laid back. The weather was okay. It was still also hot. I've learned that it is true that, like, nobody outside of North America likes to freeze themselves with air conditioning in the summer. Yeah. That's kind of the opposite. They're just all hot and sweaty. And I'm like, how do you deal with this? This is <laughs> But at least in London, if you go inside, the air conditioning's kind of normal. You cool yeah. off in a little while. Yeah. But otherwise, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> it's just slightly higher electricity bills. Come on. You're... You too can be frosty polar bear in the middle of June. You're not putting your, like, put ice and shit? Like, come on. No, right? We, we need ice in there. Yeah. Put it in. <laughs> you know, I saw closed, a closed parliament and a closed Westminster. Uh-huh. And went and saw the palace. Yeah. And went to Harrods and stuff. That was my first day. Were you there the same time Trump was? No, I was oh. there after him, thankfully. Oh, you could have booed him, though. <laughs> I can do that anyways. You could have, oh, wait, you were in England. You could have scoffed at him. Uh, yes, that's right. <laughs> you could have looked down your nose. Mm, well, I did that anyway, so. You could have clucked your tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shameful. I looked at the, the baby balloon, the Trump baby balloon. <laughs> that would have been fun. But that had to go apparently to Washington, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Good time in a museum, and it was wonderful at the British Museum. That's cool. Lots of history. Did you have a pint? Uh, did you have a fish and chips? I did have fish and chips. Yeah? Yep. I got them in a little uh, food truck right by the London Eye. Nice. Did you go on that? I did, yeah. Did you feel like Peter Pan, like right by the Houses of uh, Parliament? No, I just felt like I was in a giant Ferris wheel. Oh, alright. <laughs> but it's it's pretty slow, and it's a comfy ride, and you do get lots of nice views, but the the good views are slowly being obstructed by the taller buildings that keep building on the south bank of the Thames, Yeah, where the London Eye happens to be, so... You have to, like, move it out a little bit. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> just move it over. The river, it's fine. Yeah, it's build a bigger one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> London Eye 2 coming in 2025 London Eye Harder <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went on that thing when I was there at nighttime, and I did feel like Peter Pan I bet that's really nice at nighttime. I've heard that it was all lit it I up. went at like, like 8 o'clock evening-ish or 7.30 yeah. something like that but then I got off and there were still food trucks open and yeah, yeah got some fish and chips some cod nice had a coke I went in the little park area, watch people do stuff. Good. Street performer. It was fun. Nice. We went to, like, a bar called Sherlock's, and, like, Mm -hmm. upstairs... Well, I'm sorry, it wasn't a bar. It was a public house Mm -hmm. called Sherlock's. And upstairs, they had really dusty mannequins that were set up to look like old-timey Sherlock Holmes characters. Oh, that's fun. And that was was it. Like, like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a tableau. Okay. Here's what Sherlock Holmes looks like if he's dusty. Right. It's still a different place to drink, you know. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no. Oh, nice. The other one. The earlier one. All was the his other name Rath- Rathbone? Name. That guy? Rathbone. Is that a name that I just made up? or is Basil? That... No. Basil, yeah, 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 okay. That's a real guy. See, I knew. Yeah. I knew all along. Totally. 
I also um, went and got a um, hot dog there, except it was like an actual okay. sausage and like right. not in a hot dog bun. It was like a panini bread. Yeah. But the lady was like, "Cheers, love." I'm like, ah! "People say that." <laughs> they do. Yes, that's one of the few things they actually do say. <laughs> not just made up. Oh man. So, Silence of the Lambs, right? That is. Yep. It, what, it is a how, book. What are how about you, that Clarice Starling? Yeah. How, what do you, What do we think? First impressions. All, like ambition, getting in there. Yeah. I think she's ready, but I don't think you're ever. Yeah. I didn't Man, realize she's like a student. Yep. I, I mean, I, 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 I think that. Uh, I mean, she's like an older student, right? Because she's yeah. already right. been through college and everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, she's like, this is, this is sort of like postgraduate, like kind of yeah. yeah. continuing, like, I don't know. Whatever, whatever else you have to do to be an FBI agent, I guess. Right. Yeah. I guess I also didn't, I don't know why, but I guess I didn't assume there was really much to do except for apply and be like, I'm in the FBI now, I guess. <laughs> I assume there's like police academy stuff, but. Yep. That there is. Apparently, Apparently there's more. a whole thing. Like... <laughs> yeah. A lot of education as well as police training. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you want to like be good at it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to, if you want to work on these high-profile murder investigations, yeah, mm-hmm. which apparently they just in- recruit students for, because she's extra good. That's true. Because yeah. it's because she's she was, that she was a little bit older student. She's had other experiences. Yeah, you know, other expertise built. And she's a little more than just a regular. Yeah, she's she's got a lot of drive. Yeah. Yes. Which is something that is very foreign to me. I know, right? So I'm like, I'm, I'm very impressed. Like, with what her. is this? Yeah. Like, what is this life of like doing shit like that? Like, yeah. Yeah. She does yeah. seem to have a. Uh, it's like seems to always be on her mind whenever something happens. Like, okay, I want to do this the right way so someone doesn't swoop in and just take it from me. And again, that's like completely outside of my mind. Like, if I'm working at something at work. Like mm-hmm. I just want to get it done, and if someone steals it, I'm like, great, you deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> All the better. Exactly. Of course, I'm also not trying to, you know, prove myself to the FBI or anything. So, no. That's, I you know. I hope you're not trying to prove yourself to the <laughs> FBI. It's valid, very valid. I don't think anyone wants to be in that situation. Yeah. Well, Clarice does apparently. Apparently, she does. She wants to knock their stocks off. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you like right. the bossest lady they've ever seen. <laughs> Is she from Boston all of a sudden? Like, did I miss that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> She's from rural somewhere. She's suddenly Annie Potts from Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment. Yeah, what For do you want? Moment. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, should we get into it? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Chris is like, I'm already done with this shit. Like, I want to go to bed. <laughs> well, I have to warn you. I took a shit ton of notes. Like, oh man, there's okay. nothing in here that I'm like, what can I just leave out of this? Like, so much shit happens. I'm like, this yeah. could all be really important later, since it's gonna be like a Maybe. mystery type thing. Like, 
mm-hmm. don't want to skip this, so there's going to be a lot of notes. But let's run through it anyway. Okay. So I like a good book that opens with a quote from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> All the best ones do, right? <laughs> so yeah, this one opens from 1 Corinthians. And it says, If after the manner of men I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, what advantage of me if the dead rise not? Which I'm paraphrasing as, If I fought these assholes, does it matter if the people they kill are still dead? Whoa. Question. Whoa. Whoa. Also, I mean, if you catch them, you've avenged them. Just setting the tone is all. And this other quote from John Donne saying, Need I look upon a death's head in a ring that have one in my face? Which I'm paraphrasing as, do I need to see a picture of a skull if I already own a skull? Like, it's right here in my face. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depends so, on what you're trying to do. So, either great setting of mood for the movie, or the story, or pretentious asshole quote. But Well, that last one I feel like is a probably a commentary on memento mori practices back in the day. People getting, like, pictures. About John Dunn's day. Objects and stuff, yeah. Okay. To look upon, to remember that they will, they too will die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So live a better life. Generally, yeah. the feeling, but it's kind of like, yeah, he's like, why do I need to do that when there's one in my face? There's already a spooky skeleton inside all of us, my friend. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and it might jump out and start dancing. Oh God! I mean, you don't know. You never know. The question is, does it take the rest of me along with it, or do I just have to sit here as a gelatinous blob while my skeleton dance in front of me? I mean, you're asking the real questions right here. I feel like it would unzip you like a suit. Okay. Like a onesie. Okay. I could maybe accept that. No. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) the book opens up pretty much directly with Clarice Starling. Who enters grass stained from Quantico, half buried in earth, summoned by Chief Jack Crawford, right stat now. They mentioned it's the first time they're seeing each other in over a year. Uh, Crawford recruited her out of the University of Virginia at a lecture. She's surprised to find that he's been keeping tabs on her, though. Uh, She knew him at first as a college baseball catcher, but now looks thin and sleep-deprived. So as we mentioned, Clarice is an accomplished student already. She's a double major in psychology and criminology, and also has a current counselor's license. So she's no dummy. Yep. Nope. Guild um, in understanding people. Right. Um, they discussed the VICAP program that Crawford is running. The Violent Criminal Apprehension Program, which is like a serial killer, serial killer profile database, and it's already a better acronym than HAL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clarice assumes she's about to be offered a dead end data entry job, but instead, Crawford wants her to complete an interview as on an as of yet not interviewed serial killer, Doctor Hannibal Lecter. Dun dun dun. So he's apparently already had his reputation precedes him. Yeah. Hannibal the cannibal. Former, I guess, current psychologist. (laughs) Well, yeah. Not practicing, but you know. I I doubt he has an active license. 
Well, they, I think they kind of take formally that away from have accessions or anything, but they do talk yeah. that he's getting letters from current students and like advising. Yeah, and them. he still mm-hmm. does. He still writes research papers. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they made sure to call out that he had cooperated with a prior test, wherein they put a blood pressure cuff on his penis to see what kind of reactions he might have if they showed him pictures of wreckage. Right. Which he did, and then proceeded to write a paper on the doctor performing the test. He's like, you know what? No, you, psychiatrist guy. <laughs> You're probably kind of fucked up putting this shit on my penis, but... <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Chief Crawford wants Clarice to do it, mainly because... Well, at least he says, mainly because she's available. And he's jammed up on this Buffalo Bill case and doesn't have enough warm bodies. And uh, another note I had about Lecter from this section, that he's very popular with the tabloids, who have sent a request to him to get recipes in the past, which is pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty gross. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Human cooking recipes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they did, you know, make an entire TV show out of it, though. It did. Like with, you know, complete with uh, like seasons. food stylists and like chefs like making recipes yeah. out of, uh, you know, yep. that might work, I guess. I suppose yeah. we'll never know. But I mean, we have a long history of eating meats and fancy things. True. It would apply to humans. True. I guess so. I guess my question is like just what the pairings would be. Like, is it really that different in preparing any other meat or? I don't know. I like to speculate. I guess we should look this shit up and like should have done more research on it. But I mean, I don't if... know how much there is because it's a general <laughs> human taboo to not eat other people. So yeah, I mean, cannibal, mostly. Has cannibal corpse ever commented on this? Like, we need to go to the experts. Oh, I don't know. Good question. I mean they they talk about being fucked with a knife, uh, but like, <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so no is what you're saying, not in the recipe. Yeah, I think so. No, no, yeah. not not that. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So moving yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he wants her to go interview him. He warns her like straight away, like don't tell him anything personal during your interview. And which is apparently a callback and spoilers from Red Dragon, wherein bad shit happens to some guy named Will. Oh, Selector okay. was able to catch up with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the movie I'm, of that. Never read the book. I haven't. I always kind of forget about poor Will Graham. Yeah, apparently. After that TV show. Apparently things <laughs> happen to that dude, whoever he yep. is. Yep. Uh... So Clarice runs off to the Baltimore State Hospital for the Criminally Insane and meets with Dr. Frederick Chilton, who's kind Cut of an K. asshole. Yep. Yeah. Kind of. Just, like, he just is an asshole. Like, but we get another, uh, well, not another, but like a first view into um, uh, whether Clarice is going to put up with all these menfolk being jerks to her. Yep. And kind of verbally jab with one another. Yeah. Like, I oh. like... That that uh, as I've been reading this, like that has been something that's uh, I'm I'm really curious about. Like I I would really like to get a a woman's perspective on this book mm-hmm. mm. because 
I mean, this is this is stuff that uh, you don't tend to think about, and it's interesting that like uh, I, I think I mentioned it before when we talked in our preliminaries about like uh, a male author writing a female character, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, whether whether his take is uh, I don't know whether it feels accurate, whether it's true to life, yeah, right. I've been thinking about that too. Yeah. And talking with people, like some comments some people have had is that Clarice seems kind of wooden throughout the story, but mm. if you've never been I don't know, like if you've never been a woman, how do you know how do you know how one would think exactly? Yeah. I don't know. Right. It's less of that <laughs> how could familiarity. We ever find out, like more importantly. <laughs> you ask a woman. No. Just... They didn't do that in the eighties apparently. <laughs> so yeah, and with this one, I will never know. We can never understand him. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's something I had in mind also because of your comment before, and like if this was being felt honest, and like I don't really know for sure, but it does seem like he's at least trying. Like <laughs> she's at least getting and put into situations where they're like, "Hey, can I yeah. call you later?" She's like, "You call my ass." Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, no. No. I got I got better shit to do. But then yeah. like even in that scene where she's talking to Chilton, she pushes back on him and is like, Oh well maybe I should have played the game a little bit. Like I mean, okay. But how much of that is like just professional like smarts versus right. like anything that's more like a Me Too movement from the eighties or whatever, but Shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. Pants. Shoulder pads. <laughs> they were big. They were really big. Like, yep. literally, they were big. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So anyway, uh, my favorite character then arrives. Um, Alan, the orderly. <laughs> <laughs> Who takes her coat and asks how often she shits. And if they come uh, up yeah. once. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool. Important. Information. Cool. Yep. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Chilton opines that he thinks Crawford is using Clarice as a tool to get Lecter to talk just because he hasn't seen a woman in years. Mm-hmm. Which she doesn't really like the implication. She's like, listen, dude, I graduated with honors. So yeah. it's not like I'm, I don't know, just the Hooters waitress he ran into and it's like kind of. <laughs> No yeah. offense to Hooters waitresses, by the way. Like, uh, no, no, of course. But I'm sure some of them graduated with honors too. I yeah, I'm sure totally, and a lot of extra spending money. Mm-hmm. So they go over the rules together. I'm moving swiftly on from this topic. Yeah. <laughs> Said, "Hey, only give him soft paper, no staples. Don't take anything he holds out between the bars, which seems smart. Uh, only take things for the food slot." It's just like when you go see Magneto. Like, don't eat too much iron before right. hand. He'll pull it out of you. He'll pull it right out of you. Yep. Uh, talks about why Lecter isn't allowed out without restraints and a mouthpiece. Showing her a picture of a nurse whose tongue he swallowed while he was being treated for maybe having chest pains. Right. So, that's pretty gross. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it's interesting because it just... Like, right when you're starting to think, like, okay, well, he's... 
you, you know shit's wrong with him, but mm-hmm. clearly he's a charming person, but then he has these, like, cannibalistic rage moments, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, he that's, does that's it. try to eat people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, she goes down, she's like, I probably should go up to this guy's cell on my own, just so he doesn't see Chilton, who's described as his enemy, being there with her. An orderly, a different orderly, not the guy asking her about her shit, um, (laughs) gives her some of his mail to take along as an offering. Or maybe he's just lazy and doesn't want to walk down there himself. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he knows what happens to people who walk down there. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, apparently so. Because as she walks down the murderer's row, past unseen killers, some charming gentleman whispers, I can smell your cunt. Hmm. Uh, it's charming, right? Like, yeah, he knows charming. how to talk to ladies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, I'm really surprised at why he's in there. Is it just a statement, or is it like an opening to conversation? Like, yeah, he was he was just really? saying it to himself, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Huh. By the way. Part of his illness. <laughs> So yeah, she uh, ignores that guy, which is probably the right idea. Yeah. And meets with Lecter himself and describes him as, let's see, he has maroon eyes, which I don't think that's a thing. Can you have maroon Maybe eyes? Maybe it is. Uh, I, I mean, know. that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, like an uh, anime character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's small and sleek with wiry strength and... He has six fingers on his left hand. And Whoa. I didn't do the research. That's right. It's either a Princess Bride reference or the other way around. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and his extra finger is a second middle finger. So he can give you the double bird oh. with one hand. That could be fun. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty sweet. polydactyly there. Double bird. <laughs> triple, triple deuce. Yep. <laughs> so Clarice like immediately just like forgets the advice she was given and hands her credentials through to Lecter like immediately he's like oh hey you're just a trainee that's weird uh, he asks her like hey what'd that other guy say and upon finding out he's like well I can't smell your lady parts but <laughs> I can smell a lot about you just from your perfume and stuff mm-hmm. um, he's got some decorations on his wall Drawings of Florence and the Crucifixion. Mm-hmm. He asks about Will Graham, who again, I'm from the prior book. Yep. Um, and then calls Clarice out on her interviewing technique, which I didn't really yep. clock, but seemed valid enough. It's like when Fraser would talk about psychiatry techniques, I'm like, oh, okay, what? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sure that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just critiquing if her. If Frazier says it, then it's fine. Yeah. Knock her down a peg. <laughs> uh, I also noted that he's critical of how Crawford is planning on categorizing serial killers. Saying organized versus organized, disorganized, that's totally wrong. But then she's like, mm-hmm. why would you change it? It's like, well, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Just totally wrong. All right. That's cool. Um, somehow he knows that Crawford is busy with the Buffalo Bill case. And uh, he asks, well, why is it called Buffalo Bill? Which they say is a nickname from Kansas City. Because he skins his humps. Okay. Which is super lame. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It is kind of lame. Lame reason. Could have done other ones, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, I Especially feel like... since that's not the most famous other thing other than his name that Buffalo Bill's known. I didn't know he did that at all. Yeah, I, guess I think he was involved in the uh, decimation of the Buffalo oh. for, for, for extra coin there. Oh, I know he's probably the coolest guy named Cody ever. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but uh, I... I'll come back to this because I have a note later that I think this is back solving for a nickname he just wanted to put in. Because mm-hmm. later he references the E.E. E. Cumming poem, Buffalo Bill, and I think he just wanted to use that later. So he's like, yeah. well, I have to have a better reason to put it in, and that can't just say it's because of a poem. So could have, though. That worked. Anyway. <laughs> she trades that little tidbit so that Lecter will at least read the questionnaire he's supposed to have filled out. But... And that point in a Sherlock Holmesian diagnostic, he praises Clarice as one generation out of the coal mines of West Virginia, took one of two options, either college or army corps, and is just a rube hustling to make Ooh. some kind of accomplishment. She's Ooh. smart enough to realize that she's not smart enough to be great. And also she does adabeads. Does anyone know what an adabead is? Oh, and I meant to look it up, because I feel like my mom maybe had some of those there. back in the 80s. To Google. Yep. Because she apparently has a bunch of Atta beads, which... Mm. For jewelry. <laughs> Atta beads. Necklaces, uh, let's see, that began with a gold chain in the length and thickness desired. You then built on the necklace by, you guessed it, adding on additional beads. Mm-hmm. That's all. That is, that is exactly what I assumed it was. <laughs> Husbands could give the necklace with the corresponding number of beads to the years married. Uh, Each year, a new bead would be uh, added to the uh, necklace. That's a lame gift. Okay. Don't ever do that, anybody. So, hey, that's an affordable gift. Don't. Uh, <laughs> also, the the Pandora bracelet. Don't do that either. <laughs> I was just gonna say. It's Did, like, are you speaking about that from experience? Uh, no, just like that that is a recurring joke. It's one of those things like I threatened to take my wife to Applebee's and I threatened to give her a <laughs> Pandora bracelet. There are plenty of women in the country who would love both of those. And players. all of them are grandmothers. But I know it's not Sharon. <laughs> all of them are grandmothers. Hey, I might like a nice trip to Applebee's or Pandora. I mean, you never know. There's no accounting for taste. Give me some of that Le'Veon. <laughs> I'll get you an open hearts pendant. Oh, great. <laughs> Double butts. <laughs> Dr. Quinn will have designed it for you. The medicine yep. woman. I know. I remember those. I do call them the double butt jewelry because they look like <laughs> double butts. Not really hard. That That is the inside joke that my wife and I have. Is like, when you get me open hearts jewelry, we'll just get a divorce next. I'm like... <laughs> it's our, your way to signal to me we have fallen out of love <laughs> that's, the, that's the cue <laughs> anyway Atabeans right Atabeans yeah, so anyway Mr. Hannibal is like listen to you Rube I'm not taking your fucking questionnaire even though Starling, I think, kind of wisely tries to play to his vanity. Like, well, who else could analyze you except the smartest man alive? Who's you? Right? He's like, I think you're trying to quantify me. And here he gives the famous quote that everyone can probably recite with me. 
A census worker tried to quantify me once, and I ate his liver with some fava beans and a big amaroni. That's the quote, right? Which, yep. uh... I mean, I don't have the book in front of me, but I definitely <laughs> uh, know that it was different. <laughs> definitely different in the movie, yeah. Definitely yes. different. I, I don't even... I'd never even heard of an amaroni wine before. And I drink a lot but, of wine, so that must How many be why they were when they came out and heard the of movie, a Chianti, They were though. like, uh, "What's what's what's like a different Italian wine that we can put <laughs> yeah. in here?" So yeah. people will actually know. Did they actually know it though? I and mean, we just saw Hopper didn't know. Hopper. Yep. <laughs> Hopper, you know the uh, yeah the uh, sommelier in training. Hopper. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quick research here. All I know is that in Italy, the wine is based on the region instead of the grape. That's so some, true in, sometimes, in Europe in general, I think. Sometimes yeah. the same wine can have two different names, but it doesn't seem to be a switch like that for Amaroni. Anyway. anyway. So, he's like, no thanks. So Clarice is leaving. And she meets the guy from earlier, whose name is apparently Miggs. Who okay. ejaculates on her face while he's walking past. Mm. Yep. Uh, like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that's, seriously? Seriously? That's some good reach. What kind of timing do you have to have? <laughs> good timing. I, I mean... I reach? Timing? Like, planning? Like... Yeah. I mean, that's professional. Like... <laughs> <laughs> sure that's is. dedication I, to craft. I picture it being very is. dark down there, like... Hitting a moving target with something like that at 20 paces, like, come on. Also, is this going to be in the movie, or is it going to be something different? Like, That's a good question. I imagine it's not Are in we going to see her get a facial uh, in this movie? We could be surprised. Like, what, rated R? I, they did edgy shit back then? I don't know. I seem to recall it being in the movie. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think that it's like... Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think they uh, more realistically uh, decided to have him just like throw it at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that makes that you know it's less of a superhuman feat, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, just kind of fling it. Yeah, that's not as impressive. Put it in a no. super soaker or something. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that was another... Like, there's plenty of scenes in this book where I'm like, that's just pretty gross. Like, it's pretty gross, y'all. So anyway, yeah, so Jizz on the face. It's that's, Jizz that's on the face. She's like, ah. Uh, uh, jizz on the face. Totally lame. But then, Hannibal, the gentleman, calls her back. Like, wait a minute, what the fuck did that guy just do? The rudeness of it all. Right? The disrespect, that's what hurts the most. <laughs> <laughs> So he takes totally. <laughs> He takes pity on her and decides to give her a Valentine. At least that's what he says. He says, Hey, go look in Rasphale's car where yeah. you'll find exactly what you want the most, which is advancement. Yeah. So Rasphale apparently is one of Hannibal Lecter's prior victims. So Clarice pulls up the file on microfilm. Because cutting edge technology. On what now? What is that, Sonny? Microfilm check? <laughs> I used microfilm once. I did too in I college. For the for too. the Boy Scouts. Turning the dial, <laughs> like. Shh, 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 shh. 
Yep. It's pretty we easy to go find and print out a copy of a uh, newspaper page from the day we were born. Yeah. That's, class assignment. That was that was what I did for a merit badge. You could turn right. a relief far and go really yeah. fast. Pretty by the yeah, way, was, by the was, way, the Pope apologized to the man who shot him on my birthday. Oh. That was uh, that was the news on the day I was born. Which I don't Pope? remember anything from John Paul II. He's a saint yeah, now. Yeah, JPJ two. Oh. I, I keep forgetting since I'm not Catholic anymore. He's he was sainted. <laughs> I heard him referenced in some stuff and like Saint John, Saint Pope John Paul II. Wait, they oh. say Saint Pope. Yep, or Pope Saint. <laughs> Pope sometimes saint? I've heard Pope Saint as well. Pope Saint sounds better. Yeah, which, which is the Pope that was like, I'm not Pope now, but. I'm not uh, dead. His successor, What's Benedict Sixteenth. Okay, I want him to be um, canonized so he can be Saint Pope Emeritus. <laughs> <laughs> so that just that's just a cool title. Would that emeritus status just apply to his popeness or to his saint? Would he be sainted and then unsainted because he's an emeritus? Are all saints emeritus? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Get Can you actively honorary. hold? You can't actively hold that title, right? Like an honorary uh, sainthood. Contrary to the church, you can. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> They're dead, man. They're not gone. They're living on in heaven or whatever. That's true. I can light a candle and ask them to pray for me. Yep. Anyway, well, yeah. just on the face. <laughs> <laughs> Microfilm. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. She's looking it up, she's thinking in her mind, like, how do I investigate this without getting someone else to take over the jurisdiction? Because she doesn't know what it could be, and she's interested. So, reviewing the file, this guy's body was found in a pew, wearing a tie and tailcoat only, missing what she refers to as his sweetbreads. Yeah. Which is assumed to have been served to the head of his orchestra by Dr. Lecter during, I guess, a charity dinner. Yep. And then shortly after which, that dude develops an anorexia and eating disorders, which I guess one would if you found out you eat someone's sweet breads. Mm-hmm. Especially if they were delicious. <laughs> I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sure they if were. You really loved it. <laughs> I mean, regular sweet breads are tasty, so I'm, human ones are probably amazingly delicious. Could you tell the <laughs> difference? It's different. Could you tell the difference? I don't think enough that you would not think you, that you wouldn't think you were not eating like some kind of. You know, beef or something, whatever animals. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you go. Oh my god, this is so good! It must be human. You know, <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought that once. <laughs> I have yet to have that thought. It's so good. So, it has to be a human insides. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Clarice asks Chief Crawford if she can follow up. He's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Then she goes back to her um, dorm room. Where she talks to her roommate, Ardelia Mapp, who mm-hmm. I don't think they um, outright say is like the back black best friend, but is the black best friend. Okay. Seems that way. And uh, they joke about chatting with a serial killer with cum on your face. And she's like, I wish I had a time for a social life. Laugh until tears. And then I made note, because it's kind of odd that... They're like laughing about their joke, and then Map looks strangely old, and her smile had sadness in it. <laughs> I mean, she this is your life jizz. now. She laughed about maybe jizz. maybe she so was she legitimately did. sad that she didn't have time for a social life. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is what we need to ask our women readers: like, 
do you feel like you're not living your fullest life without jizz on your face? Like, <laughs> I'm sure most of them feel they're doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to bet like 99.9% of them do, yeah. Right. <laughs> if that's the option they're being given, they'll probably like pass. <laughs> like, I'll just join a nunnery if that's my I'm afraid. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a small but vocal minority. <laughs> Of course. I mean, there's a small but vocal minority for many things. <laughs> Most things in life. We're touching all the, all the minority snipes. Sweetbread lovers, face yep. jizz lovers, you know. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> to smash headlong into tragedy, we then have a scene with Chief Crawford taking care of his very sick wife, Bella, yeah. at his home, who's, I guess, in and out of a coma, which yep. explains why he looks so tired. Probably not eating too well. Yeah. No. Yeah, but... Hard taken care of what's the quite. Clarice turns in her report on Lecter, which I guess was like, uh, it wasn't so good. Didn't work out so Correct. well. Right. Yeah. And, uh, because of that, I guess, he changes his mind. It's like, it's okay. You can go ahead and do a little bit more investigation on this brass fail character. Uh, I guess she assumes he's just giving her time to practice, like, real work as, like, a a peace offering or whatever. Mm -hmm. So she uses her study breaks to try to trace this guy's car, which has been lost in probate after he died. And uh, there's a scene where she's talking to one of her instructors, John Brigham, while they're doing a drill to see how quickly you can shoot a gun a million times. Which she's apparently pretty boss at. Yeah, she's great on it. Both hands, too. Right. Which I guess you need to know how to shoot both-handed if you're an FBI agent. Yeah. Never know. Dual wielding. <laughs> I mean, that's the ideal, right? You right. gotta practice with that gangster grip, too. <laughs> it's a kill shot. It turns sideways. Kill shot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you never know when. You're gonna have to like bust in some place and shoot two directions at once. Yeah. Like nope. John some, Wick. Some gun kata. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yes. She uses that guy's advice and traces the car back through a dealer to the latest owner in Arkansas. There's a scene where she speaks like a local to that guy, which I found very weird. Oh, yeah? Like, it didn't ring at all to me of, like, Arkansas talk. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know much Arkansas. I'm not from Arkansas. there or anything, but I've known a lot of people from, like, Ozark, Arkansas. Oh, yeah? Louisiana area. They don't talk like that. Uh. Not even in the 80s, I bet, but... <laughs> Not even in the 80s. Anyway, she finds out that the car has been crushed into a cube at the same time her roommate offers her an orange crutch. Which is a, will she do? a visual gag in written form, which is amazing. I don't even think I noticed that. Yeah. I'm not sure I did either. Orange crush. But I appreciate it. <laughs> I can appreciate it. Uh, let's see. So she goes back to Crawford being like, well, listen, I need to go back and talk to that Lecter guy again. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, now that you mentioned it, that Miggs guy, he's super dead. <laughs> super dead. Super super dead. He swallowed his own tongue because Dr. Lecter suggested it to him. And my uh, question to you is, like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, it's attached I to stuff. Like, how does one swallow their own tongue? Excellent question. Did he swallow his own tongue? Or did it look like he swallowed his own tongue? I mean... 
These are these are things that we're gonna have to Google later. I think. <laughs> yeah. Techniques for now. swallowing your own tongue. Can you swallow? Is it like licking your elbow? Like. I mean, I I feel like I feel like maybe if you can swallow your tongue, you need some like Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. The first result: it's impossible for a person to swallow their tongue. Well, then how did this guy die? I Someone is covering this up. <laughs> right? Like, did Crawford do it? Is he just making up the lie for us? Like, Oh, man. He's like, listen, I heard that you jizzed on my friend's face. No, you're dead. You're <laughs> no, fucking I think dead. someone else did it somehow. But yeah, even just through suggestion. Yeah. Like, how good of a psychiatrist do you have to be? Like, Fraser couldn't do that. Right? I mean, there was that whole episode where he convinced <laughs> Seattle to, like... Anyway, I'm picturing him like, like the Joker, taking over two ferries. Like, listen, Seattle, one of these two boats has to die. Swallow your own tongue. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's weird. And uh, Clarice tells Crawford, card leads a dead end. He's like, listen, he's a card collector, you idiot. You assumed that he only had one car. And he does that lame, like, when you assume what? you make an you ass, make an out, ass of out of you, you and me. And me. And he seems really fucking pleased about it. Like, yep. he says that, and then I picture him crossing his arms and being like, mm hmm. Probably just doesn't get to whip that this out. This is very why I'm the big boss, and you are just yep. lowly. I mean, you're I do feel like this is like a, like a teachable moment, though. Like, you know, for the rest <laughs> of her career, like, anytime anyone is like, find the car, she's going to be like, how many cars were there? <laughs> That's probably true, like, right? I got burned by this once, never again. <laughs> yeah. Like, is your person a car collector in her who guess who game? Like, I'll always ask if it's a woman first because there's only like five of them, and then are there a car check collector? for the one in storage today? Anyway, so he tells her to go get the probate lawyer, which she uh, does. And then we have a little scene where Crawford's reading a purple note saying, I'm so sorry about Bella. Like your mm. buddy Hannibal Lecter. Mm. Yep. He wants to be best buds. <laughs> Intrigue. How does he yeah. know her? Like, does he know her? Is it I'm just sure like he, he heard, heard a lot about her from like, Will Graham. Why, why does Will Graham know her? Do I need to read that book? Like, what the from, hell? like, cookouts Bosses? or something. I don't like, know. Yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> yeah. You follow her on games. Follow her on Instagram or something. Like, <laughs> yes, totally. Anyway, so Clarice arranges to meet with the probate executor, Everett Yao, and it's remarked that she is really enjoying getting to use the FBI pool car with cell phone. No, Ooh. sorry, cellular phone. Which she's using I assume somehow. It's one of those zippered cases, like my grandma's was. Somehow is using to Google all this shit before Google was invented. She's learning about, like, I don't know what she's doing, but she's learning about this storage place through the phone. Just, just calling some you know, people up. Probably called yeah, someone who told her. I, I can't imagine did. doing that. You just called up, like, the New York City Public Library or something. Yeah. And asked the reference desk. Uh, yep. No, Talked she would have called the Smithsonian because she goes there later and she's in oh, the man. area. So. <laughs> she goes there for bug identification. Yeah. So, anyway. Hey, spoilers. Yeah, you're getting way Whoa. ahead of yourself. Yeah, we'll get there. Whoa. <laughs> it's not that much farther ahead. 
<laughs> so Shasta MacGyver herself into the storage unit, like picking the lock and jacking up the frozen. I think it's frozen door. Jacking it up and getting like yeah. lead paint and spiders on her and shit. Ooh. Um, Fatty yeah. McYow is no help. Yeah. Although she does make a not so subtle comment about like, okay, I'm gonna crawl in here and people are gonna miss me if I don't come back later. Right. <laughs> like, please don't murder me while I'm crawling in here, random dude. Yep. Uh, she finds the car covered in a rug. On first investigation, she sees an album of Lacey Valentine's in the front. So she's like, okay, Valentine's. Uh, she also finds some tuxedoed legs, which startles her. But she, again, is trying not to panic and trying to think through her options so she's not going to get her jurisdiction taken over, when mm-hmm. it, whatever this thing is. But on further inspection, it's just a dummy. It's a, a tuxedo dummy with a hooded head and, you know, his pants open. Like mm. you do. Yeah. Uh, yep. She climbs into the back, removes the hood to find someone's head in a jar. What? And then she says Man. to no one in particular, Well, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. I did enjoy that. She said, I liked her thoughts about it, too. She said she always wanted to say that. Like, but it wasn't, it wasn't like as good. She's like, I'm glad no one heard me, though. Yep. <laughs> but we all heard you, Clarice. Like, all of us reading, we heard you. And it's oh, still lame, even you. in the but 80s. She doesn't, she doesn't know about us. That's she true. doesn't know we're intruding on her thoughts. Also, that's not even the right line. Like, that's not what they say. So, like, get it together. Oh, use man. better use better references, and if you're going to do it, do it right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you're clearly still just an academy, like, scrub. Yeah, if you can't get the quote right. Yeah, seriously. Uh-huh. They, so anyway. they don't have that, uh, like, she hasn't had that class yet, I guess. <laughs> or, like, the one-liners. Yeah. The movie yeah. references you need to call back to. Right. Yeah. Like, Puns. clearly, she should have done Jurassic Park. Like, hold on to your butts. <laughs> that is my my favorite. I yeah. don't ever use it anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you should. Often. I really anyway. should. So much better. So upon, Hold on to your butts. On more further investigation, inside the pencil area, she finds a, uh, a dildo that's polished oh, with inlaid wood. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know yes. a lot about the marriage supplement. The That's like a classic, classy people dildo. Classy people? <laughs> yeah. What is it, like, hey, lacquer? Like... From a branch of you. Yep. <laughs> Something. It's got, like, dragon's heart string inside? Like... It might. Yeah. <laughs> I think nowadays the classy sword. one is to get, <laughs> is to get hand-blown glass one. Yeah. I've seen those that advertised. That seems like a horrible interweb. idea. Like splinters? Man, what are what well, are you browsing finished. to get those ads? <laughs> oh man, you don't want to. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I asked, but I don't. Other dildo searches, probably. <laughs> just pops up. When you, yeah. When you just... lived on Tumblr a lot before the Tumblr apocalypse, <laughs> these things tended to happen. <laughs> it just seems like a weird thing. Like, that doesn't want to... It's like, what is it, parquet? Like, come on. Solid <laughs> wood, carved shape. Uh-huh. Like, body-safe lacquer. Mm, I don't feel like I know of a body-safe lacquer. Like, it's not a substance I, mean, I want in my parts. I put a condom on it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
just right, a showpiece. Well, well I learned something. Just, there, uh, yeah. I learned something today, all right? And I'll be safer <laughs> next time I put someone's severed head in a jar on a dummy in a tuxedo yep. and then try to have relations with it. Right. Yeah, maybe don't do that. <laughs> That's what I learned, to just don't, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> then the TV crew rolls in. And they try to crush past the rookie to film whatever is in there. They know it's probably interesting. But Cleese uh, is like, hey, guys, fuck off. And she pulls the handle of the jack thing off. is like smacking the garage door while the camera guy is trying to wiggle in there. And that's also what gets captured on camera and put on the news. Like, look at this crazy bitch like trying to attack this guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That media, I tell you. Always spinning shit. It's fake news all the time. Like, they don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> don't. They were trying to get in there and mess up. They're going to get into a crime scene. scene. Like, I mean, on, they're going to fuck shit up before anyone had the time to analyze it. So. Yeah. Plus, they come gonna, back later. They're going to have that inlaid wood dildo in front of the. <laughs> and nobody knows news. the context like, yet. I there's mean, kids watching that or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. The kids need to know. <laughs> So then we jump back and Clarice is talking about this with Hannibal Lecter again. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I found this body. That's weird. He's like, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Did you not? Interesting. So he claims that the head belongs to Rasphael's ex-lover and that that guy confessed to killing him in one of their therapy sections. Probably in some boring erotic asphyxiation transaction. Boring. Boring. Oh, so it boring. makes sense, though. It depends why it's hidden. Could be. I don't know why it makes sense that it's put that way, but I don't know if I need to make sense of it. Um, yeah. So that explains that, and I guess he knew about it. He's like, here's a little treat for you. Something you can yep. find on this cold case. Yeah. By the way, like, mm. uh, where's where's that episode of, like, Storage Wars? <laughs> So they're like, we opened up this uh, storage unit and we found like, like people are people are like bidding all this money on it sight unseen and like, nope, it's like a car with a with a guy's severed head in it with dead with a dead. I'm like yeah. I'm like a really nice showpiece dildo. <laughs> I mean that'll. I'd be happy with one really or the other. Price. One but, or the other yeah, would like be the great. The rest of this stuff, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> They need a spinoff and just showpiece dildos, like <laughs> like a like antiques roadshow. Yeah, I would watch that show. That'd dildos. be interesting. Like the kinds you could put bees into to turn into vibrators. Like, <laughs> God, no. That sounds like a Terry Gilliam movie. Like, yeah. That's a. It's like a, that's yeah. weird. It's like the spinoff of The Wicker Man. Yep. <laughs> anyway, bees in the vagina. Not the bees. China. Chris is always just trying to work his catchphrase into these things. I was like, yep. <laughs> yep. So yeah, let's see. Yep. Uh, blah 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 blah. Lecter's like, hey, are you curious at all why Crawford and we're, me are like we're helping you out? It's like, do you think he wants to sleep with you, or do you think I want to eat you? Maybe. No distinct answer to that. Um, but also, I think he's, he's like, trying not to think about it. Yeah, I think that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Maybe both at once. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, 
He's like, hey, I just want to help with this Buffalo Bill case because I want to get use that to move to a federal penitentiary so I have a window in books again. That makes sense. And then she's leaving. He's like, hey, I'll tell you one thing. Buffalo Bill has a two-story house. Mm-hmm. Which I noted she takes, like, okay, he definitely does then. Like, A, how would he know? Why not? And B, why would you just be like, okay, that helps in some way? Good question. Maybe that's some of the speaking to some of the uh the writing style a bit. I don't yeah, I don't I don't I don't like I didn't pick up on her taking that as like truth. Like just noting it as like another piece of information that uh Hannibal Lecter said this. Yeah. Not necessarily that it's like that it may be helpful if more evidence to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could be making up that memory, but I thought I remembered her calling back to it later on. But I mean, she does come back to it later, yeah, on, and yeah, she, she accepts it more later on. I think she brings it up with with uh, Crawford. Crawford, yeah, and then Crawford explains his point, like about mm-hmm. it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so next day. She's called out of class and told to pack and hops in a prop plane with Crawford because they have to fingerprint a floater. Yeah. Which floater. I, I later Never. figured out was a floating body. Yeah. Um, oh, that was the first thing I thought. Like, <laughs> I, uh, am, no, I, I conjured I back to like a turd in the pool or something. Because they were, cause, like, <laughs> I was they were immediately like, talking about like... This uh, Chris. <laughs> I thought about baby roots and pools and stuff. But. Yeah, oh, okay. an everyday floater you're more likely to encounter. Sinkers and which, floaters. Yeah. Honestly, I'm sure is why the FBI people refer to bodies and rivers. Yeah. So. So yeah, I guess she's doing it because she knows how to fingerprint people that have been floating in water for a while. Yes. Um, and because they think it's another Buffalo Bill victim, so. She climbs in the plane, finds a file, and here are some details she reads about him. So, this guy abducts, kills, and then skins women and sends them off down a random river. He has at least five victims so far. He's listed as probably a white male because killers tend to kill their own race. That's I guess. interesting tidbit. And women tend not to be murderers. So murderers. That's one I knew. Serial murderers. Yeah, but I, gotcha. I actually, I wonder how true those things are. Yeah. Well, especially like, I mean, granted, the thing about women not being serial murderers tends to be true, but it just makes me go, maybe they just haven't been caught. Yeah, they're just better at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? How do you study that? Go find one in the wild and hope she doesn't kill you and follow her around for a decade? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know? But so far, at least in that regard, that does be still the case that more men are serial murderers than I mean, it seems true, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, let's see. They also say he probably kept his victims for a week or more before killing them. Probably has a house somewhere, because where else are you going to keep people for that long without someone noticing? Right. Hard to do it in an apartment. Uh, they say there's no evidence of abuse. I mean, except for killing and skinning them. Yeah. He's not, like, slapping them around but, first. Maybe. Right, no beating, Although there's no, there's no skin raping. there, so... Not a lot of bruising, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he doesn't take all the skin. (laughs) No. Just the best skin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They mentioned the E.E. Cummings poem, Buffalo Bill. 
which I did go and look up, and uh, it's weird. But again, I feel like they used just it for the line they quoted in there. How do you like your blue-eyed boy, Mr. Death? Yep. Mr. Death. Anyway. Mr. Death. It goes like this. Buffalo Bill's defunct, who used to ride a water-smooth silver stallion, and break one, two, three, four, five pigeons just like that. Jesus, he was a handsome man. And what I want to know is, how do you like your blue-eyed boy, Mr. Death? So... Okay. Integrate that into your analysis of the character. Uh, so they spent some t- <laughs> some time trying to discuss any pattern seeking they might have already done, and uh, there are many many different states where bodies have been found. So he's got to be in the tri-state area somewhere. Mm-hmm. They uh, they arrive at the crime scene. Uh, Walking through, Clarice notices these are probably like trailer folks, and there's a lot of sexism about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She needs to examine the body alone, so she once again taps into her country grammar to convince everyone they need to leave her the hell alone. Because, you know, yes. she's got to do right by this poor woman. I thought that was interesting. It was interesting. And it was also interesting that Car- Crawford was like, man, look, she's tapping into the woman's network. Like, yeah, lineage and the of ancient. Granny healers. And yeah. <laughs> I did like that part. I thought that's actually a, a good part. Good point that we forget, especially in a more traditional setting, the roles that some, at least some women played in a community. Yeah. So. Yeah. They uh they see us the lady. It all seemed pretty standard from that kind of a thing. There's a local guy named Lamar who helps out, and he's like offering some homespun wisdom about trot lines, and. Mm-hmm. How you can shock fish and fish instead of fishing for them? Yep. Since this person's body was found on a trot line, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. He had a lot of insight. He really did. Sure. He was, did. he was way more useful than like anyone else there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Surprisingly. And also like handy, like you know, for a coke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like he would just but show up and cooling. give you a coke. Yeah. Just go. to keep you cool, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... And maybe drink it later. I got I got no problem with Lamar. Yeah. No, not at all. He's offering only solutions. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clarice gets the fingerprints and wires them to be checked against some databases. And, interestingly enough, they find a cocoon in the corpse's mouth. A mm-hmm. cocoon. A bird. Not no. like a Steve Gutenberg cocoon, but no. like a... Sadly, no, like an actual bug insect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Insect chrysalis. So, they don't really have any leads from that, but Clarice submits an update to the profile database. And then she and Crawford make an exit while he glad hands everybody. Then she's like making a note that, yeah, right then she would have killed for him. And that was his great talent. Because I guess he knows how to work a room or something. Like he convinces people. He's charismatic. Gets people to like him and bond. Yeah. Stuff like that. But she's aware of it, so she's a step ahead of everyone else there. True. They don't know they're being played. Right. Right. She, she knows she's being played, and she's kind of okay with it, I guess. Yeah. Part of the, the game, part of the way it works, I guess. As long as not being malicious at this point, it's probably all right. Yeah. So, as Chris already spoiled for everybody, she takes <laughs> the chrysalis to the Smithsonian for identification. 
<laughs> and meets um, two doctors who I pictured as the guys from uh, Big Bang Theory. Graduate lazy students. like that. Yeah. Graduate but... <laughs> students. They're, They're not the middle... doctors. Well, they do that point that guy, out. That one guy wasn't a doctor. No, the, they're both, they're both not. not. No, I you mean Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. oh, Howard? Yeah, that one guy yeah. wasn't. Yeah. He yeah, but he had so his... much shit for it, so... But he had, like, his terminal degree in that he did. He went to space. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I don't recall Sheldon. Uh, I don't... I've reached the extent of my knowledge of that show, but yeah, still who I picture because I'm lazy. I don't, I don't particularly like it, <laughs> so I'm I'm just gonna. Yeah, so yeah. she meets she meets I've, two I've not yet doctors. Yep. We're right. in the middle of having a bug fight yep. and a uh, bug race. Yeah, Is I it, think I pictured the like stag beetle fighting you'd see in like anime. Hmm. No, I thought they were I thought they were doing like lap times, but. I don't know. I didn't quite get that. It was like either going to be chess. It was on a chess board. It's an unimportant detail, but you know. Yeah. They're, they're, having, they're, they're, they're having some fun bug pastime. Right. Like entomologists yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of the night in the Smithsonian. In the Smithsonian. Uh, so yeah. Point they uh, seem very gossipy and also tuned into the Buffalo Bill case. Like they clock that this is probably what's going on with it. Um, there's a note that they have in here about... Um, I think it's the security guard who's taking her up to meet them about, like, these guys are bug guys, not spider guys, and don't let the spider people hear you say that spiders are bugs. Like, well, yeah. Whoa. Because, first of all, not. they're not. Wait, wait. No, they're all bugs. <laughs> spiders are not insects. Gotcha. I mean, that's let's, like... Let's be clear about this. <laughs> that's how us, like, us anthropology people will tell anyone who refers to, like, a chimp or an orangutan as a monkey. Mm-hmm. They're wrong. Those they're, are apes. They're all apes, though. It re- now, all of them are primates, but they're not... Apes are not monkeys. Monkeys are not apes. Damn it. <laughs> Firm stance. Hot sports opinion. <laughs> I mean, you know, one, it, one of them has a tail. Yeah, that's, the, that's probably the easiest way to tell. And one of them has, like, you know, eight legs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eight legs. Spiders... Except for spider monkeys are not monkeys. Correct. Yes. Neither spiders nor monkeys. Right. Wait. Either way, it called, it called back to me how Dr. <laughs> Lecker is like, listen, organize and disorganize serial killers. What the fuck are you thinking? Like, bugs and spiders? Don't there mix them up. That's a nice little connection. Anyway, so they figure out the cocoon is a black witch moth. Mm-hmm. They assume it came from a collector, perhaps a greenhouse, because of how developed it is for that time of year. Right. And they claim that it's a moth that lives on tears, which seems very on the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what are you going to do, right? Something yeah, to be on the nose. I mean, is that a true thing? <laughs> Maybe. Like. Black <laughs> witch moth. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a pretty specialized diet. <laughs> it's from the order of Lepidoptera. That's yep. what they said. Which makes sense. Yeah. Totally does. They were right about one thing. Oh, folklore and mythology. Considered a harbinger of death in Mexican and Caribbean folklore. 
Oh. Flying into these ho- into houses considered bad luck. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. The, oh. Maybe that's it's it's the harbinger here. Variation on telling the, the others. Death occurs when the moth flies in and visits all four corners of one house. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh man. In Jamaica, they're called Duppy Bat. That would be even better. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This is a cocoon of a Duppy Bat. <laughs> Love it, Duppy Bat. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sounds Australian. Uh, it says absolutely nothing about drinking tears. So it seems Things like subsisting on tears. Yeah. I mean that that's like a hard diet. I feel like mm-hmm. pretty big How'd, though. Yeah. How do you do that as like a big? Like you just wake up with one of these on your face. You're like right. Oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Uh, interesting. Oh, in popular culture, the pupa of the black witch moth were placed in the mouths of victims of the serial killer Buffalo Bill. Oh, there we what? go. It warranted a. We just learned this in the movie adaptation. The moth was changed to a death head's hawk moth. So get ready for that note from the movie. Oh man! Uh-huh. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. Oh shit! You're right. Shit. Yeah. Delete that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very so, yeah. important detail. We have a little vignette where we're introduced to Catherine Baker Martin, who's hanging out and having a few hits on a bong pipe loaded with hashish. Woo! Mm. Four twenty, blaze it. Hashish. Hashish. As the young people call it. Right. <laughs> Those hipsters. She's right. Smoking the weed in and their, gives her the munchies. In their glass bong pipes. <laughs> their tobacco water pipes. Yes. Yes. Only for tobacco. <laughs> so yeah, she gets she gets the munchies right. So she's going back to her place for snacks. I guess they were doing Netflix or something. You know, the eighties equivalent. Yeah, gone to the family video and rented. I don't know the Back to the Future or E.T. Strong's next movie. Fast <laughs> <laughs> Times at Ridgemont High. Yep, a favorite. Yeah. Anyway. A classic. Heading back for snacks, she sees this dude in the parking lot, and he's got a cast on, and he's trying to load a van or something. Yeah. I mean, clearly he's hel- not a threat. Can you just help, help me with this? It's dark, and I'm helpless and a man. Yeah. He's just yep. wearing a skin shirt. I mean, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> we don't know that. No, we do. We They made it pretty clear. So, uh, <laughs> may- yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'll help you out. And he immediately conks her right in the head and throws her yeah. in a van. By the way, don't ever help anyone move. Right. Even right. if they're like not it. going to attack you, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a pain in the ass. They'll give they you like a just beer throw you in their van. Not worth yeah, it. if anyone's ever like, can you give me a hand with this chair? Just no. I tell them no. <laughs> help no. yourself. I'm uh, older now and things like that cause you give them the finger and then you leave. <laughs> like, and then you call so, the police because they're wearing give your them skin. Ten dollars and go here. Put this towards hiring them. I advise you just buy a new chair in the place you need it to be. Then you have two chairs. You never have to move them again. That's right. Yeah. Just have it shipped through Amazon. Might be attached to a chair. Then. <laughs> have to keep plugging it around. No. No. So anyway, that lady's mom, it turns out to be a junior U.S. senator from Tennessee whose name is Ruth Martin. 
Oops. Whoops. Wah, wah. So now we get a rundown. Uh, of was how that we... done on purpose, though? Was there not a mention of checking the tag and being pleased with that? Who? Was there? Before he cut the I shirt he, off? I think he was just looking at the size. Okay, that could Maybe. be it. Maybe. He's... That makes <laughs> sense. Because he couldn't tell how fat she was because looking... Well, looks can be deceiving. Or was like, oh, she shopped at the Gap, I approve. Maybe. Maybe that was it. <laughs> Maybe it was like just an especially stuff. cuttable brand. Uh, <laughs> you know. Maybe. It's the kind that had the dotted line already on it. It's like perfect. Yeah, it's right. yeah, perforated. <laughs> yep. Pull it right out. <laughs> so yeah, whether he meant to or not, like, because it's a senator, we now have a whole big government response going on. And that lady's pushing very hard on Crawford's investigation. Could you just hurry up and resolve this? I want my daughter back. <laughs> <laughs> she has a particular set of skills. <laughs> nope. I pictured her suddenly as Harrison Ford. Get off my plane. <laughs> Give me my daughter back. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Crawford runs out without Clarice, who hangs around at school and speculates what the hell is going to happen? And they watch the senator go on TV and be like, could you just, could you just, like, not? Mm-hmm. Can I just, like, have her back? Like, could you just do that? But Clarice is called back to the Smithsonian after being told to pack yet again for two nights. Told to pack again. Called back to the museum where he, she meets Crawford. They're like, hey, listen, we found another bug in that guy's head. Well, his... Throat slash head, whatever was left. His throat hole. His throat hole. Yep. His um cavities. Um. So they think that means that Lecter might not have killed that particular guy, and so he's like, "Hey, go back to talk to him once again." And that is where our section ends. Oh snap! So, what did we think of the first slice of the book? I thought it was like a, a page turner. Like I got yeah. through it. It's uh, definitely entertaining once I kind of get in the swing of it. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was really well written and really well paced. Like it, it really does like keep you reading it. Right. Yep. I agree with that. It definitely cracks along. And like I said at the top, like I'm like I have to write all this shit down. Like I, like this all seems important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that there was a lot of unimportant stuff in our last book, but there's just things like I don't really need to describe every piece of this. Like no. Jupiter is big. Right. And that's a true. lot of it's just like flavor. But yeah. yeah, like like every every detail in this does seem like it's making a point, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Telling you something about a character or uh you know it it's more than just like setting a scene, I guess. Yeah. Right. It does it does have that quality to it. Because, like, I've read books like this where, like, they're putting in detail, but it's, like, not important. Yeah. It's just, like, I needed to fill my word count. And this doesn't seem right. like that. It seems like it's doing real legwork. Where it's, like, this is all being established and yeah. probably going to be important later that you know these well, things. Like I said, the uh, it's it probably feels like that just because of the pacing. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it really moves. Yeah. And uh, it, it keeps you there with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, as far as like my impressions, as far as notes, definitely seems to be doing a lot of legwork. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's weird how involved Clarice is. Like, the something about the excuses doesn't ring true to me. Like, I think there's going to be something we find out later else is going on. Not just she happened to be available or... Even if it's just like, well, Crawford thought she was kind of hot when he saw her in school. Like, I right. Think, I don't think that's going to be... He he doesn't seem like that kind of dude. No. I'm not getting that impression right now. Like, he seems pretty no. preoccupied. Yeah. Yes. Like, Dudes who are going to be like, that's a hot piece of strange... <clears throat> People say that, right? Like, uh, I'm sure somebody Don't does. take care of their wives at home every night, either, like, while they're in a coma. Yeah. Like, right. Can yeah. we just pull this plug and we can get out of here? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, at this point, I'm maybe trying too hard to solve it too early since we have two thirds of the book still to go. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> are we going to somehow find out that it was really Hannibal Lecter who picked her, like found out about her somehow and was like, went back through and influenced people. Like if he can somehow influence hmm. someone to swallow their own tongue, surely he could convince someone like, Hey, what's that? Like, could you send to that what, one chick to interview to me? What end though? Well, I mean, you know, like how does he find out about her? Right, like, does maybe he doesn't know about her, but maybe he knows that there's going to be somebody who's going to help punch his ticket. Like, if he really just wants to get on a murder case, yeah, help them out so he can move to a better cell and have a window again. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he just takes the first opportunity to be like, I could justifiably help this person because she got jizz on her yeah. face and I'm upset. Maybe. Or something. And I'm a little more sympathetic <laughs> to her because she's not just another dude Yeah, coming to talk to me, try to get info or something. Yeah, I think... She might see more in me. I think I've been uh, poisoned by uh, Sherlock. (laughs) Where I'm like, you're going to find out, like, he actually faked everyone's death and was alive the whole time, and it was all just a plot. (laughs) They've been planning for the last four seasons, and... Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What a twist. We're going to find out that Buffalo Bill is actually influencing, being influenced by Hannibal Lecter, because he was a former patient. And he's been manipulating to kill these people so that he can solve the mystery later and then get out of his prison cell. Buffalo Bill is Maybe. the actual Buffalo Bill. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. Oh the poem was about him the whole time. Mr. Death oh was coming from inside the house. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm very interested to see where it goes. Um uh-huh. And I just really have no no real idea what's going to happen next. So, which yeah. is enjoyable. That's good. I like that to be interested mm-hmm. and then also not see where it's going is good. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So, homework, right? Oh boy. Yeah. Slice two. Chapter eighteen oh. through chapter thirty-seven. Which in my book is pages 129 to 249. So, you know, read those. Will do. Okie doke. Like, do it this time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't plan to be gone for, yeah. A month? Yeah. Just a month. Next time I'm going somewhere, you guys will be there too. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Any other thoughts before we move on to our next segment? No. No. Nope. Second. No. No commentary about the killers who always leave a calling card, so it's really obvious that it's them who kill people. 
What like I mean, like so some kind of a, dramas? I'm kind of used to that. Some kind of a riddle, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a little like a like you know. I'm sure you both watch PJ Masks on Disney. Junior, oh, totally. Like I do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> they try to be like Batman sometimes. It'd be like, who could have done this crime? And then it's like, oh, there's moths flying by, so it's definitely Luna Girl. <laughs> or. There's ninjas around, so it's a uh, night ninja. Yeah. There we go. That's profiling. That's, it's always the first two <laughs> minutes of the show, too. Like, Court. Oh shit, all the playground equipment was stolen. But there's a robot uh, sleeping away. It was probably Romeo and his robot. No, that's like that's profiling. It definitely is. Like, yeah. Someone's framing all these people. It's circumstantial and will never never hold up in court. That's right. Right. So where where's like the DA for uh <laughs> for PJ Masks? For PJ Masks. <laughs> Hard to say. You know. Also, why do they have all these superpowers and stuff? And why do they have a headquarters? Who's paying for this? They're toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> their parents, hello. We never see their parents. That's how you see them, even like their money. Downstairs, being like, it's bedtime. Stop reading that comic book. <laughs> They're just not there. They're absentee parents is all. Right, That's, they feel bad, so they, they pay for all the shit. Are all three of them Batman and their parents have been murdered? But they still have subscribed to a bedtime? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> They're just very disciplined. I guess. Right. They set their right. own bedtime. Hmm. But then the first thing they do is go out for the night. Like, it comes nighttime, they change their pajamas and change into superheroes. Mm. Hence the name PJ Masks. Didn't we all do that when we changed their pajamas (laughs) back in the day? I mean, that's fair enough. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so anyway, what else is good? Either Chris, go. Not both at once, though. Um... (laughs) I drove through the mountains yesterday. That's cool. On my way back from seeing my dad and my stepmom. Yeah. So I had to take a smaller state highway. Mm-hmm. So you get some pretty impressive views, along with some interesting curvy roads. Do you see the Smoky Mountains? Uh, not that particular. Oh wait, no, I did. I did drive part of that. Yeah. Nice. Were they smoky? Uh, it had just rained. So. The smoke had turned into little clouds that would sit on the top of the mountain. Hmm. Neat. And it was really nice. Then it was kind of sunset time. Nice. Other Chris? I have not done anything <laughs> for weeks. Weeks? Yeah. So, what, I feel what like... kind of scotch were you drinking tonight then? Like. Uh, I oh, was yeah. I was drinking uh, Laphroaig. Hmm. Oh, yeah, nice! Like a very. Got to share a little bit of that with. You. Yeah. Good. I can recommend Lafroig if you like whiskey that tastes a little bit like a campfire. Yeah, for your Smoky Mountain trip. Yeah. 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 I was having whatever's left of that one bottle that you brought. I think I've maybe with two more glasses in it. But yeah. That's a good one. It's continued to be good. Wonderful. I don't remember what it's called, but it's pretty good. That was the 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 Glen Morangi Yeah. Nectar Door. Ah. Yes. The, the one that was like finished golden. in sherry casks. Yes. Something mm-hmm. like that. Delightful. Yeah. It's 
Favorite it flavor that's though. gone on, like the the bottom the bottom third has tasted really really sweet. Yeah. So very good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Did you watch the Stranger Things? Um, some of it with yeah. Sharon and Chris. A few yeah. episodes. And then some of it with my dad. Yeah. So. We finished it that weekend, but. Uh. So I had, like, a whole bunch of things that aren't, like, a full thing, so I'm going to shove them together into one thing. All right. I'm going to go through okay. a rapid fire. So Bloodstained. Awesome. I've been uh, meaning to check that out. You Continue. definitely should. If you liked Symphony of the Night, you'll love this because it's basically an echo of it. Yeah. I mean, it's got a slightly different mechanic, but not that different. That's what I heard. It was like all of the Castlevania games, all the good ones, like put together. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's like many things in there where you're like, I don't think, know if this is going to work, but then it works exactly how you'd expect it to based yeah. on mm-hmm. those other games, and it's just very satisfying. Nice. Um, so, yes, I can recommend that. I have no idea how far I am into it because I've gotten to 100% map completion, but there's still map to open. <laughs> so probably not that far. But. Of course. Um, so that's good. Okay. Uh, Stranger Things I'll give a recommend a recommend to. Um, I was going to mention that I had read The Hobbit with my oldest son, and he liked that pretty well. So he asked me to read Lord of the Rings. Oh, boy. Oh. Like, all right, kid, buckle up. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting into. He immediately regretted it, but he's (laughs) soldiering through it. Like, we're almost 300 pages into it now. Oh, wow. Dealt with Tom. Now you got to keep going. Yeah. Well, he's just getting to the good part, like Mm -hmm. the part that he's going to really identify with, where they're actually doing things and not just talking about histories of Middle Earth and different uh, elf kings of past and Isildur. I mean, that's exciting enough. Super interesting, right but not for an eight-year-old. So no. yeah, yeah. And just walking through the woods and getting eaten by trees, like, it's like what just happened? Like, I, the old man tree. All right, just pissed at people <laughs> who aren't trees. So, <laughs> um, so then also this morning the new Three Eleven album came out, and so I was going to bring that oh. up just because it's front and center in my brain. Like, yeah, uh, I'm unashamedly a fan of that band, and. Uh, have been for many years so the thing is when a, when their albums come out there's like three different ways that I hear it the initial way where I have no idea what the hell they're saying because they're really bad but being clear in their vocals so <laughs> I only hear the music so I can figure out if I like the groove or not and I can say that this album has some really good musicality like they've mm-hmm. really come a long way in the last several albums to being not only really good complex drumming but good bass lines and guitar work and like synthetics all that cool stuff but next will be when I start hearing some of the words and I think I understand what they are and I'm like okay this is kind of cool the third way is when I actually look up the lyrics and realize I have been singing gibberish for a month and it's (laughs) not what they said at all and then I'm like oh okay (laughs) that's less trippy than I thought but I'm looking forward to getting to those other stages too but uh it's called Voyager. It seems very eclectic and not just every same song the same way. Okay. And uh, I can recommend it. Although if you haven't caught up with that band in a long time, I recommend their last album more, which is called Mosaic. Because mm-hmm. it's, at least at this point, it seems like the better album, but this one's still pretty good. So. All right. Okay. There's my Good-tool. scatter shot of random things. 
Gotcha. Cool. All right, gents. Yeah. I'm going to turn Alrighty. the recording thing off. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was our session for today. Here's your reading reminder. If you're planning on following along, your assignment is to read through chapter 37 for next time. To close things out, now it's time for On Second Thoughts. Two women in general. Somewhere in there, for certain, was something that we said that is 100% a complete misrepresentation of womanhood as a whole. So consider this a blanket apology for any and all of that. I'll state for the record, this show takes no official stance neither for nor against the following. Applebee's, Pandora Jewelry, Open Heart Pendants, Amarone Wine, Guess Who, nor Wood Inlaid Marital Aids. We do, however, firmly support Annie Potts and Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Today's episode was unceremoniously hidden in a limo in a storage unit by Chris, Chris Ham, and Chris, other Chris Jacobson. Edited by me, Travis Rowe, and sponsored by... Well, not Applebee's. Until next time, keep fucking reading. Ghostbusters is my youngest son's like favorite movie. I don't know why. But yeah, they're dead. He likes to repeat lines from the movie, and one of his favorite ones Wonderful. is when they get their first call. And so he'll just be sitting there and randomly be like, Hello, Ghostbusters. You do? You have? No kidding. <laughs> oh, yes, they're very discreet. Of course. <laughs> Go ahead and give me the address. <laughs> and then he's like, We got one! I love it. Does the buzzer noise all his own? Like, I love it. Crazy. Yep. So that's my favorite part of that movie now. Not because of that mm-hmm. scene, but because of him. But. Right. Okay. So yes. That's. Annie Potts is cool. Yeah. yeah.